Sunday night at the Oscars, one of the winners gave a powerful testimony about life. And whether she realized it or not, she was offering the Christian community everywhere a great perspective on Lent. Viola Davis, who won the award for Best Supporting Actress in the movie Fences, began her acceptance speech with these words. Now, I didn't see it on TV, but just imagine. There they are, all the celebrities and all of the glamour of the world. And she says these words, first words. You know, she said, there's one place that all the people with the greatest potential are gathered. One place. That's the graveyard. What does that mean, to be greeted on this day in the church? Remember that thou art dust, and to dust thou shalt return. What is this imperative to remember? As I said, for me, it's a double amnesia. And the first is that it is easy for us to forget that our fundamental nature is that we are creatures. We are dependent, we are contingent, and we are vulnerable. Life is precarious, and we are insufficient in and of ourselves to protect and to deliver ourselves from the reality of death. This is a very counterintuitive message, and one which I was absolutely stunned to see as the opening words of the acceptance speech of Viola Davis. It's not about our guilt. It's not about our sin. As much as it is that we forget that we really are creatures made of the earth, made of the dust, and that we are not in and of ourselves sufficient. Why do we need to remember that? Because without remembering that, we lose sight of the goodness and grace and mystery of God. God is our source. God is our sufficiency. God is the one who has given us life, and the very breath that we breathe is a sign of God's presence to us and with us. We forget that. And we forget, secondly, that God knows this. He knows all about us. I think the great text for this day is Psalm 103, and we read a portion of it. And listen again to what it tells us about God. As a father cares for his children, so does the Lord care for those who fear him. For he himself knows whereof we are made. He remembers that we are but dust. Not only is the imperative for us to remember that we are creatures, but also to acknowledge that God remembers us. 
Our life is surrounded behind and before by the steadfast love and mercy of God. So the question for us this day is what are we going to do between the time that we get ashes smudged on our forehead and when we actually become them? What are we doing with the gift of life? We're told, as well in Psalm 103, the merciful goodness of the Lord endures forever on those who fear him and his goodness on his children's children. Not only are we made of the dust, but we are made of spirit. We are unceasing spiritual beings with the life of God breathed into our soul. And God remembers that. So as we come to this service, we remember our creatureliness. We remember that we are but dust. We remember that we are contingent. We remember that we are dying and will die. But we also acknowledge the great mercy and goodness and remembrance of God who gives us a new quality and species of life that is eternal. We also come this day, and I close with this reminder, to name the pain in our lives. Every time we go to a physician, the physician is going to look at us and look at our condition to determine the nature of the pain, the source of the pain. And this is where I believe there is true joy to be found in this day. Because we are called to the sobering words of this litany of penitence, the confession of our sin. And like a scalpel, we say words such as these. We confess to you, Lord, all the past unfaithfulness, pride, hypocrisy, impatience of our lives. And on and on, we acknowledge the pain and the struggle of our lives. Why? So that we can be healed and forgiven. So, my friends, it's all about the heart this day. And I would ask you to listen deeply to this invitation of Lent to a profound breakthrough of remembrance, to heal the amnesia. We are made of the dust, and to dust we are returning but also we are remembered by the God who cares for his children and given a source of unending life by friendship, by love, by discipleship, by seeking, by receiving the love and presence and reality of Jesus and his way. I close with words from Julian of Norwich, who framed it all in God's grace when she said, First the fall, and then the recovery from the fall, and both are the mercy of God.